Hey friends, welcome to Let's Be Clear. I am Clear Cherry Reeves and this is a podcast where we get clear, pun intended, about how to find a kingdom perspective in all things. No, really, all things. Whether it be about pursuing your dreams, finding hope and hardship, or just talking about Jesus, we will get raw and honest. I believe it will encourage you. Now, let's dig in. Hey guys, good morning or good afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. Um, I usually open with happy Monday, but I know today is Tuesday, or if you're listening on a Monday, that is perfect. Um, I appreciate y'all's grace. We had a little bit of a technology glitch, but we're here, and that's all that matters. Um, How are you? I hope that wherever this finds you, first off, I really believe it's going to be encouraging. So if you're having a hard morning, if it's been a tough day, um, stick around. I think it will be worth it and meet you exactly where you are. I'm not sure if you're a new listener. We do have a lot of new listeners, and I'm so grateful for the growth. So thank you all for sharing this podcast. Welcome if you are new here. And, you know, every week we dig into a new word. And so if you are unfamiliar with that, this week's word is silence. And man, y'all, this is an important one. And every week, I know I say that, I know I say every week is important and every week challenges us. And that's the point. But we know with Jesus and the gospel that he has the ability, he makes everything relevant. And if we dig into what scripture says really about any word, we can find that truth for our lives. Um, And so I'm excited about this week's. I do encourage you that if you did not listen to last week's about honesty, honestly, it was um, a really encouraging and challenging one for me because you know, we all want to live honest lives, but what does that really mean, you know? And what hinders us? Why, what prevents us from walking in that that integrity that we know the gospel calls us to and that we know that our hearts desire, what keeps us? And how can we be better about showing up and living the light? So if you did not listen to last week's, I heavily suggest going back. But this week's, we are talking about the word silence and If you're listening and it's not an environment where it feels like you can achieve any silence, I don't know if you're a mom of several kids or you have a really intense job or just a lot going on. I think a lot of our plates are full. Um, I hope that this podcast allows you to take a step back um, or see it just from a different perspective. So before we dig in, as always, we are going to take the time to refocus together. So if you can... Close your eyes. Obviously, if you're driving, walking on a treadmill, please do not. Um, but we're going to refocus, okay? F, fix your eyes on Jesus. O, open your heart to receive. C, calm your mind. U, unplug from distractions. S, saturate your soul in him. <sighs> Doesn't that help you take a deep breath? I hope so. Um, Okay, so as I mentioned, this week we are talking about the word silence. And in the devotional, I talk about this. um, But the company Microsoft created an, I think it's anechoic chamber, and their headquarters in Reading, Washington. And it's built with six layers of steel and concrete to separate it completely 
from anything around it or beside it. So this chamber removes the possibility of echo and is known as the world's quietest room. They've said that this kind of deafening silence is the kind where you can hear your own heartbeat and the breath literally forming inside your lungs. So as you can imagine, it's intense. And for those who that have experienced it, like for those who have had the ability to step inside that room, they've talked to them afterwards and most have reported to have hated the feeling because there's not a time, you know, when we are not exposed to sound in our daily lives, whether it be the background noise of cars passing by or music on the speakers in Starbucks or, you know, we're just constantly listening to a podcast or we're talking with someone or our phone's going off. But noise is our constant. And this brings me to my first point of why silence is a good and holy thing. Is that silence makes us uncomfortable. But it is often the space we must enter to truly seek Jesus. So, (laughs) this is kind of a funny story. But I recently had to go to the dermatologist and sit in this chair where I could not move for like 17 minutes. Okay, it was like 16 minutes and like 18 seconds or something. Um, and I had to sit there with my eyes closed, so I couldn't even really read the random text around the room or stare at the ceiling tile. Just true silence. And the girl who was co- helping me came in at like minute eight. And she said, hey, Clear, how you doing? And I lied and said, great. And I literally wanted to scream. I wanted to be like, can you put something in my hands? Or like, I don't know, this is hard. Like just literally sitting upright, eyes closed, silence. And I realized then, and I realize that often when I try and really get quiet, how little of my life actually has silence as the background. You know, and I think because we are so used to having constant noise, The discomfort of silence forces us to plunge a little deeper because we don't have the luxury of distraction. You see, when we are uncomfortable, we feel vulnerable. And when we feel vulnerable, we feel needy. And guess what Jesus loves? Like, he loves more than anything when we recognize that we are desperately in need of him. We've always been desperate for grace, y'all. But silence helps us recognize it. Also, when we are really silent, we can quiet the other noises and say, Jesus, what are you like? Like, what do you think about this situation? And we can really hear him. You know, we've talked about this many times over. But if we want to hear Jesus, we have to make room for it. Hearing God requires margin. And margin communicates priority and availability. We can say that we love God, but when we create space for him to speak, we are showing our love in action. Also, I do want to say that a lot of times I will try to practice being silent and I will be mentally preparing my to-do list. You know, you do it too. And then and when the timer goes off, it's like, okay, yeah, now I can step away. So it's like I did this, this obligatory, okay, I sat in solitude, But really, my mind was racing. But true silence and solitude with Jesus requires us entering with no agenda other than hearing God. 
Isaiah 30, 15 says, In repentance and rest is your salvation, and quietness and trust is your strength. I love that verse. My next point about silence is that silence slows our pace, halts our hurried steps, and calms our heart. You know, there's just something about slowing our steps and entering into a quieter place that helps us immediately become less stressed out. You know, because culture tells us that hustling is equivalent to succeeding, right? But what good is all of our doing? Like, what good is it if we still manage to feel restless, to feel restless like we are striving within the work of our hands? You know, think about some times when you're silent in your own life, you know, you specifically. Uh, What has been around you? Kind of take a minute to like reflect and observe whether that's been on a walk in nature, journaling in the morning time, nursing your little one, sitting on the beach as the waves crash in front of you. All represent times where we intentionally welcome the cadence of Jesus. And in turn, we realize our steps have been far too hurried to this point. Richard Foster is one of my favorite authors, and he says something I really wanted to mention. Um, I love his wording on this. It says, one reason we can hardly bear to remain silent is that it makes us feel so helpless. We are so accustomed to relying upon words to manage and control others. If we are silent, who will take control? God will take control, but we will never let him take control until we trust him. Silence is intimately related to trust. I love that so much. Galatians 5.25 says, Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. The only way, you guys, that we will actually keep in step with the Spirit is if we trust that He truly is capable of leading us. Right? And so what Richard Foster is saying is, Hey, the reason why you're so scared (laughs) to get silent and quiet is because you know that it's going to strip away and it's going to force you to surrender. And surrendering can be scary. But it is always worth it. God has always proven, and he doesn't have to prove it, but he's always proven that he's trustworthy. And silence is an exercise in believing that that is true. My next point is that a quiet heart is not merely the absence of noise. It is the presence of a peaceful heart. I'm going to say that again. A quiet heart is not merely the absence of noise. Okay, so a quiet heart doesn't mean that there's just no noise, like tangibly. It is the presence of a peaceful heart. You know when you seem totally calm on the outside and you convince everyone that you're great and life is great and underneath, you are frazzled, you're worried, you're restless. I call that like duck mode, okay? Like a duck on the surface seems like they're exerting hardly any effort. They're just sitting there, they're hanging out, they're pleasant. It's a beautiful day, right? Yet underneath the surface, they're in full cardio mode. They're wheeling those feet as fast as possible. And so the surface is very misleading. You see, y'all, God's desire for our lives is not that we just turn down the noise and appear calm on the surface of our lives. Okay, he doesn't care what other people think about the pace that we're running. He cares about the actual pace that we're running at. He yearns for us to have a heart of peace. That is where the quietness of our strength comes from. 
knowing that we are being taken care of by him. His concern is always the inner work. Always. It's the feet underneath the surface. The Lord is always about what's underneath, what's inside, what's intimate. Because he knows that the waves will come. But if we can ground ourselves in him and his presence, peace will still be available to us in the storm. Psalm 13, 1 through 3 says, Lord, my heart is not proud. My eyes are not haughty. I don't concern myself with matters too great or too awesome for me to grasp. Instead, I have calmed and quieted myself like a weaned child who no longer cries for its mother's milk. Yes, like a weaned child is my soul within me. O Israel, put your hope in the Lord now and always. I love that it says I don't concern myself with matters too great or too awesome for me to grasp. Instead, I have calmed and quieted myself. Y'all, we have self-control. It's a fruit of the Spirit. And we get to discipline ourselves in this quietness and calm ourselves and walk in peace and no longer cry out as though we have not grown and received the nourishment of the Holy Spirit. We get to say, you know, Lord, you have shown me. I know where my hope is. And as I mature and realize and trust in you, I know that you are trustworthy. So as I get, I'm going to, my spirit can be quiet, right? My heart my heart can be one that is um, finds its strength, like we said earlier, right? In the quietness of our souls. My next point is that silence helps us dream again. And I love this one because um, I don't think we think about it a lot. But, you know, silence gives us space to get outside of our box and what, you know, of what is, okay, what our current circumstances are or what our current resources are or what we feel is possible, and it dreams about what we could be, what could happen, what God can do because he's God. You know, after you're done listening to this podcast, I was thinking about it, and I really want you to do an exercise. If you you can, which you can, okay, you have a few minutes, if not now, then later, but pause it right now if you can, if not, like I said, later. Turn off any noise around you. Okay, try to forget the text that you got this morning or anything you have going on relationship-wise and just sit somewhere that you don't have to respond to any stimuli, a.k.a. people, phone, whatever, and just sit with Jesus. Like, think about where you hope your life goes, a.k.a. what your legacy would look like. I want you to reflect on how you've gotten here and where your heart is right now. Honestly, okay, forget like duck mode what's underneath the surface right now how is your heart what passions come to mind and what hopes gifts or talents feel untapped are there areas or things you would like to tend to but the suffocation of obligation has made you postpone for way too long think about it okay and when you do I want you to write it down I want you to just brain dump as they call it bullet it Put it on a piece of paper. Do not filter it. Please do not filter it. I challenge myself this with writing all the time, which is why a lot of times if you read anything I write, it probably sounds like it's conversational because I'm really trying to just talk to Jesus, to just let it be an overflow. So don't criticize it. Write it down. Do not erase it. Do not consider yourself unable to hear. Okay, that that's you're disqualified from thinking that. 
Don't feel silly for anything that you write. Invite the Holy Spirit to help you and ask him for his opinion. And write down anything. Y'all, I mean, you're not showing this is not a test. It's just overflow. Like, hey, Lord, maybe once I get past these three paragraphs or these several bullet points and I'll really go underneath the surface. What are you saying? What am I running from? I love um, a quote from Dallas Willard that I wanted to share. And it says, Solitude well-practiced will break the rule, the power of busyness, haste, isolation, and loneliness. You will see that the world is not on your shoulders after all. I love that. Your will, you will find yourself and God will find you in new ways. Silence also brings Sabbath to you. It completes solitude, for without it, you cannot be alone. Far from doing a mere, far from being a mere absence, silence allows the reality of God to stand in the midst of your life. God does not ordinarily compete for our attention. In silence, we come to attend. I love what he says that silence allows the reality of God to stand in the midst of your life. Isn't that what dreaming is? Isn't it doing what we would do if we believed that God is with us, that he's for us, and that nothing is impossible for him? Nothing is impossible with him. Isn't that what dreaming is? And so silence and solitude allows us to tap into that. It invites God in and says, okay, God, standing in the midst of my life, what would you change? What would you do? Where would you lead? You know, for me, doing this exercise is really difficult because sometimes I feel like I'm trying to write a strategy plan (laughs) for my business or I feel like I just can't get out of this box. But what I've realized is that, like I said, oftentimes God helps me dream not in those first 10 minutes, but four hours later. But it is the honoring of the space that I give him and the margin that clears the air, removes the clutter, And later, as I start to walk and be and connect, God starts to reveal things to my spirit. And so I really encourage you guys to do that. Um, Like I said, you have the time. If it matters, you have the time. Jeremiah 33, 1 through 3 says, While Jeremiah was still confined in the courtyard of the guard, the Lord gave him this second message. This is what the Lord says. The Lord who made the earth, who formed and established it, whose name is the Lord. Ask me, and I will tell you you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. Two things about that is it says, while Jeremiah was still confined, okay, still confined shows me he had already been there, right? So there's some time behind this scripture. And then it says the Lord gave him. So Okay, so three things. So the Lord obviously was already present, and he was faithful to show up for a second message. So he had already spoken. And then it says, Ask me, and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know. So if we want wisdom, if we want unforeseen knowledge, if we want to tap into that space that we know God wants us to dream and do with him, then we are going to have to get quiet and bold to ask him. And he is faithful to tell us. He says that. That's scripture. We can count on it. My next point, and the last one is this about silence. When we feel like God is silent, and I love this because honestly, we can all relate to this feeling. We can find strength in the promises he has already made to us. 
you know, I don't know about you guys, but, and a lot of us may have felt this way in 2020 specifically, um, but have you ever been walking through a season or time in your life and you just thought, God, why are you silent? Like, you know, you know that I need you right now. And you feel like you're just throwing your hands up and you're saying, why aren't you fixing this? Why aren't you healing this person? Why aren't you telling me the way to go? What does all of this mean for me, for my life? But we can take heart in three things that I really want us to keep these top of mind when we feel like God is silent. Is that God is always working. So even when we feel like we can't see him in a situation or we cannot hear his voice, he never stops working on our behalf for our eternal good and his glory. That's who he is, independent of anything we are facing. The second thing we can take heart in is when we are not granted the wisdom to know or understand something, it is always for our protection. You see, we want the control God has without the responsibility it requires. But we must trust God and surrender or we will die trying to take his place. Right? Psalm 4610, which a lot of you have heard this this verse, but I want you to say it over yourself and speak it out loud. Be still and know that I am God. Those three words, I am God, mean everything, y'all. It means he's in control. It means he's good. It means he's trustworthy. It means our role is not to be in control. It redefines what we are supposed to do as his people and as his children. You know, sometimes we are crying out for answers he's already given us in his word. Sometimes we are begging for the quick fix when his assurance that he is working for our long-term refinement and restoration is always his promise, right? He's always about the end game, the long game, the, okay, I love you, but I'm never going to sacrifice who I am for your temporary pleasure. You know, I was thinking to myself as I was um, just thinking about this podcast, has there ever been a time when I've read the word of God and been reminded of his faithfulness and not felt more at peace? No. Which makes total sense because, you know, we were made by him, which means that when we read his love letters, which is his word, our hearts are drawn in and they are immediately affected. When the present feels overwhelming, disappointing, or scary, we can take heart in the promises he has already made us for our future. I want to say that again, okay? So if you feel overwhelmed right now, if you're a little bit stressed out, if you have a lot on your plate right now, if you have a health diagnosis you're unsure about or someone in your family does, or last year your job was affected and you just don't know what things look like right now, I want to read this again, okay? Are you listening? When the present feels overwhelming, disappointing, or scary, We can take heart in the promises he has already made us for our future. Also, I would challenge you to ask yourself, why do you feel like God is silent? And that's a big question. Is it because he hasn't responded? Or, this is the hard part, has he spoken to you in some other way? Or is it because he didn't give you the answer that you were hoping for? You know, it's a hard question, like I said, but I think it's crucial for us to understand 
that the lack of a man-made solution on our end or how we view the solution is not equivalent to a lack of communication on God's end. So just because the solution didn't look like what we thought or perceived or what felt comfortable does not mean that God was or is silent. Okay? Man, you see this word, this thing about silence is that it's so crucial. And I, li- I titled this podcast, Silence Settles the Soul, because honestly, y'all, it is so rare for our lives. We, and I know I opened up with this, but noise is our constant. We always have things on in the background. Our phones are literally like a, a another organ that we have, and we feel like, I mean, if we forget our keys, we can't go anywhere, right? But the next thing we notice that's gone is our phone. The minute we get in the car, I haven't gotten too far without my phone. And when I have, I'm like, oh my gosh, how in the world did that happen? And we always have this thing in the background. And and even when it does get silent, the hard part is pushing past that point where it feels uncomfortable. Because we don't like to feel uncomfortable. But I'm really challenging me, myself, And you to understand the importance and the necessity of getting quiet, of allowing that practice of silence to become something that we not only allow to happen, but we intentionally schedule. You know, our lives, like our, our lives are not going to say, hey, clear, I think you have a lot going on and I think the Holy Spirit needs to talk to you. So later today, around four o'clock, we're going to create some time for silence Oh no, it'll feel, it will fill any amount of space that I give it. So we have to be intentional about creating this space and allowing silence to do the work and inside of us and not just so we stay like ducks, right? Where we're on the surface and everything seems fine, but underneath we have not allowed ourselves to get quiet, to really sort through what matters. Um... Every week in the devotional, we have a focus tip. And this week's is this. This week, take time at least once a day, okay, once a day, to sit in the silence, turn off the technology, and listen. And I'm going to add to that just for the podcast. Have a piece of paper. And if God says something, even if it doesn't make sense, or if he gives you a word, or if a scripture comes to mind, or a song or anything or just overflow what do you remind you of who he is write it down because i promise you that what the holy spirit brings to the surface and he is powerful and he is real and he's inside of you okay even when you don't feel it or even if you've made mistakes all of that stuff he's there he's present so invite him in give him the space and then i promise you it will blow your mind what he will reveal to you when you give him the space to speak Okay, so get quiet. <laughs> That's the challenge, and that is truly a challenge, as we all know. Um, I'm going to end with our, usually the Monday prayer, but you know what? What I love about this prayer is that it's relevant every day. And so I um, I posted it yesterday on my Instagram, but it really is one that um, I keep on the background of my phone, and I think it's so important to keep, you know, language that encourages us and infuses us with truth at the top of our minds um, and near to us, right? Because the world will do its best to fill us with everything else. And so we really have to be intentional about this. So I'm going to end with this prayer. If you can, close your eyes. Um, If not, that's okay. Just lean in and listen. Dear 
Jesus, thank you for the gift of another day. I'm so grateful for the confidence I have in knowing that when I wake, you will guide me and tell me where I should go. The week before me is new and fresh and filled with powerful hope. Will you help me carve out the time to sit with you and meditate on your word? It is the most nourishing and necessary thing that I need. Bring awareness to my spirit, renewal to my mind, and energy to my body. Thank you for reminding me that even when I feel that you're silent, you are always working. You do not forsake or forget. You are faithful. Turn down the noise that surrounds me, even when it provides a false sense of comfort. I want to prioritize hearing your steady voice. Father, sometimes I worry that I don't know how to dream with you. I want to break outside the walls of my box and walk in radical faith. Will you show me how? Spark in me the desire to live in a new way. Reflecting on your character, I am overwhelmed by your consistency, kindness, and overwhelming pursuit of my heart. Your love knows no bounds. Thank you for being God. Help me have a quiet heart that trusts you. In the transformative, renewing, and calming name of Jesus. Amen. Oh my goodness. See, doesn't that just call, like speaking those words out loud, I know I read it to you, but if you can go to the clearly stated Instagram and read it out loud over yourself, hearing your own voice say words really is, I mean, it's scientific, but it's so helpful and it, and it allows your brain to really connect and your heart and all these pieces and go, okay, Lord, this is true for me. This is true for me. Make it personal. So thank y'all for listening I hope this encouraged you, and I really want you to implement this week's tip. Take some time. Turn off your phone. Get quiet. Allow some space. Make room for that, okay? And just settle your soul. Allow his silence to pour over. And when you get uncomfortable, stay, okay? Stay, because it's the point past the discomfort where God really does a work and has his way in us. Um, thank y'all for like being here and then and sharing and and talking about this podcast with your friends and sharing it on your stories and subscribing it means so much to me um and I hope it's of encouragement to you it really helps me be accountable and and I'm learning alongside so I'm just so grateful um if it this did encourage you and you want to leave a rating review that would be awesome it means a lot as I said and I'm just grateful for you praying for your day believing um, we know that God is God and he's in control. He's got us. So make room for him. Let him speak. And I promise you will not be disappointed. Have a great day and we will see you next week.